0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. If you have your Bibles, we're going to look in Romans 1. I like how Paul has given us this letter. Uh, Pastor Tommy says this is his favorite book in the Bible. Uh, I just like how it lays it all out. I, I was younger in the Lord. I'm not going to say young, but I was younger in the Lord, and somebody told me this book was written to the Romans, and I thought, well, why are we reading it then? You know, But I, I wasn't as, as diligent. Is understanding that this this book is either written to me, yeah. Yeah. for me to get closer to God, or, or there's something bad wrong with anybody that doesn't understand that. They're missing something. Amen. <laughs> we'll start reading. I want to start right there uh, at 17, but we're going to start at verse 16. And the reason is because I don't have anything new for you. That's nothing if you've you've been coming to church and you've had ears to hear and and you sit at home and you study and you pray and you look to God. There's nothing that I can tell you tonight that will help you. But if God get a hold of you, amen. If God work in your heart tonight, amen. We can all uh, say this, that God is good. That that God loves me, amen. Uh, Verse 16, we'll start reading. Uh, verse verse fifteen, by the way, is Victor's scripture. If you look at his his uh, reminder uh, a postcard, it says he's ready to preach the gospel in to them in Rome. That that was his motivation and theme. I've never got over that. I I thank God for him. I I ask tonight that if you haven't been praying for him, you remember him and keep praying for him. Uh, Romans 1 and 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith, the faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. That's all we're going to read tonight. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, uh, without your Holy Spirit, your fire, and your unction, God, this is all in vain. We pray, God, that you'd anoint your servant, God, tonight in this house, God, for your name and glory, sake. Lord, help us, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask this, Lord, amen. Uh, we we were praying and and asking God uh, what we could do for Him tonight, and, and as we uh, looked over many scriptures and and prayed and thought about many different things, uh, we actually had another uh, place in the Bible that God had given us. But He He showed us this this morning, and I want you to think about this tonight about how that. The Word of God, and we've had a lot of messages here lately about the Word of God, and it's all about the Word of God, everything that we do, the the Word is what manifests uh, the presence of God and reveals unto us God's goodness, and it's, and it's the Word of God that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word, and when that Word comes to us, it reveals unto us our condition before the Lord outside of Christ, uh, the wretchedness and the wrath of God that Re- that is uh, reserved for all those who would forsake the goodness of the Lord. And and Paul, I I, I love the way Paul brought this this out through the Spirit that uh, he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now uh, Paul said, "I I don't preach me; I preach uh, Christ crucified." Uh, it was all about uh, Christ then, and it's still all about Christ now. It's still about uh, Him going to the cross and and dying on that cross that men could be saved. That their sins would not be held against them for God uh, so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that if you would believe upon His Son and call upon His Son the name of Jesus the only name given unto man by which we may be saved that thou shalt not uh, perish but have everlasting life. And it is that preaching of the cross that men uh, believe today, as they always have since the beginning of time, that it's foolishness to believe in God. But I'll tell you what, God's not playing about this thing. He is, He's not slack, as Tommy said just a few, a service or two ago concerning His promises. Uh, but uh, it is His will that all would come to repentance and be saved. Uh, it's not uh, God's plan for any. Uh, not to be saved. That uh, that it, the book tells us in Titus that the grace of God, in other words, the favor, the the goodness, uh, the uh, the power of God has been revealed on Calvary. It says in Titus, the grace of God bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. It's not a secret. Paul said in the book of Acts that this thing was not done in a corner. It wasn't hidden. From the side of men. It was uh Christ was crucified up on a hill in a place where all may see what was done. And today that cross and this gospel still has its same effect and its same power that it had in the day when Paul preached it and many were saved. Up uh, when the When the disciples were preaching in the book of Acts, we see that the fire of God was on them like cloven tongues, And it's still that fire which is the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, which is the third part of the Godhead that reveals unto us that God is alive. I like what he said in the book of Acts. John, where he said that God is not the God of the dead, he told them that before Abraham was, I am. And they made mockery of Jesus as he expounded upon this fact that he was before Abraham was, and they could not wrap their minds around what he was saying to them. They said, But you're only 30 some odd years old was there in 10. But yet he was before Abraham was. And then he turned around and told them that God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. How could he ever be the God of the of the living if he was not still yet alive? Mm-hmm. I'm thankful tonight as we read this and we see how the world is turning upside down. We see that men are growing colder and more indifferent. I know. Uh, I read the whole chapter uh, several times looking at this, and the intent of this chapter is how the hearts of men are growing cold and indifferent towards God. It said that they're leaving the natural uh, state of a woman, turning unto themselves, men unto men, doing that which is uh, uncommon. Uh, We know all these things are true, but it's it's always been that way. It's amazing to me as I thought about the fire of God and the Holy Spirit and the presence of God, as it always has been. How quick men are to turn away from the true and the living God! I, I find myself, if I I'll allow the world to work in my life, and I and I get away from from practicing seeking the will in the face of God, how that I can find myself so caught up in this world and in sin and all different things that I'm glad for His grace that I can turn back to Him and I can find His goodness. I can find a a measure of faith like we sung that song of grace for every need for my sin that I've done on on purpose and for those sins that I find myself not on purpose, that just the flesh uh, finds itself in day in and day out. But I'm thankful tonight that I'm going to tell you something tonight that if you'll continue to press into God, if you'll continue to push away the world and keep reading God's Word and keep seeking His faith, And keep looking unto God the author and finisher of the faith of any that would ever come to God. And God will bless you for it. It says here that professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Uh, And and it goes on to say how they did that. How they turned the images of of all these things uh, 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 from... Uh, birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things into idols. And yet, well, we don't even do that today. Will will Anything can become an idol. And the worst thing in the world for us as church members and, and faithful members of God is to allow the things of the world to become idols in our church. Today, uh, what has perpetrated and, and infiltrated the church as an idol is doctrines and men and different denominations and these things are chewing and eating up people where you can't even tell if a Christian is a true Christian anymore if you don't serve God or worship God the way you think it ought to be done but I'm here to tell you tonight there's only one way to come to God and that's through Jesus God will work the rest of it out well, how do you know? How can you be so sure? Well, as we were thinking about this, and we we're thinking about what a what a uh, an awful mess the whole church is as a community, as in in America, because that's about all we know. There's some of us like Sabrina. she gets the voice of the martyr, and you can read about uh, what the church, the true and living church, is doing in diverse situations all over the world but you can find yourself mourning and thinking about those things but you're still so far away from them you really have no idea how those things are affecting them those people really do love God it's costing them their life and it's not costing you anything Amen. you can freely come and go and choose to come into God's house Anytime you want to, and most of us, it's more like a choice instead of a a desire. In the Old Testament, they they knew God. There There was one living God proven over and over and over again. All the other gods failed. All the other gods, when tested, they couldn't bring it. All the other gods that were ever brought forth, all failed. We can think about Elijah when he brought the fire down. I was thinking about that uh, just a few days ago. I'm glad God brought that back to my remembrance. Do you remember how it went? There was a woman named Jezebel. She'd taken over. She, she was ruling the roost. Her husband was weak-minded, uh, had no backbone. Uh, she was just doing whatever she wanted to. And, and she had taken over and she had, had all these other people and they were false prophets, but yet the people feared them. It's getting that way today, yeah. But they don't fear like they should fear. They're just getting their 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 pleasures fulfilled. Uh, we're 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 masking and 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 putting band aids on our sicknesses and our diseases day in and day out. And I'm telling you, the gospel still needs to be preached. Souls still need to be saved. Back then, they they uh, Elijah said, "Well, let's just see how long will you be." Uh, between two opinions yep. and so they brought a contest out you know how it went the 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 false prophets brought their their uh their god out their idol out and they they uh brought it out before all the people and then at the morning sacrifice they they put the wood out and they they put their sacrifice out and they they called on their god and and their god never answered and they hey, and Elijah mocked them and said, well, maybe your God's asleep. Maybe you need to wake Him up. And, and they thought about that and they probably yelled a little louder for their God to show up. And he said, well, maybe He's away and you just need to seek Him a little farther than where you are. And, and they, they even went to the place where they cut themselves and tried to give a sacrifice and it was insufficient. Mm-hmm. See, there is no God but the true and living God. amen, amen. amen. And when they were all done, you see, they professed themselves as being wise. Amen? That's what they did. They they thought they were wise in their their faith, wise in their leadership, wise in their lives, wise in their behavior, and all those things. They found out that they were missing something. They didn't have a God. What they had was they'd been fooled. Elijah said, all right, are you done now? And at the afternoon sacrifice. Now I want you to think about a couple of things. He put, his, he put his wood out there and he put his sacrifice out there. And the Bible says that they took four barrels of water and poured it out. They poured it out around the sacrifice and on the sacrifice. Now why did they do that? Because there was a lot of trickery that went on. What they would do was they would have a small fire in there and their God was supposed to answer by fire and they would fool the people. Now how they got by with not trying to fool Elijah that day had to have been a God thing. This was a common practice to fool people, to trick them. But Elijah wanted to make sure there was no trickery. That's faith amen when you when you when you live and give your life and you walk with god do you do it thinking that god's going to do this maybe or do you do it with such a zest and such fervency that you're like just do whatever you want to i don't care my god's greater than what you're throwing out at me yeah amen. you see that's a faith amen that's a faith that that it doesn't matter like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abel. I don't care what you do to me. I've already made up my mind. I'm serving my God. Whether He delivers me from your wrath, your fire, are you throwing me in the furnace or not? I'm going with my God. Because I'm going to tell you what, like Abraham said, he knew that God was able to raise His Son up. Amen. Amen. That was his faith. didn't matter if, if he really was... Had to stick that knife and offer Isaac on the altar, but that God was able to raise him. You see, when we get to the state in our faith, that, oh, you may take my life. That's right. You, you may have released COVID. You may be responsible for it. it may take my life, but my God is able to raise it up. Now, that's a different stance. That's a different way to look at it. Oh no, but but my life is so important. We see it all over the world. How long will we fear? Mm-hmm. How long will we just decide that this world is more important than serving God? Yeah. Oh, they're, they, they think they're wise, right? They think they're wise by just keeping themselves safe. I'd rather have the protection of God and know that God was with me and for me and going before me than to try to save my own life. And that brings me to Nadab and Abihu. Old Testament book of Leviticus. They wanted to serve God. They thought they'd do it their way. And the Bible says they went and got strange fire. And they put it in their censers and they put incense on it. And they brought it before God. And the Bible says that the fire came out from God and consumed them. These were the sons of Aaron. They should have known better. Amen? I I think of Joseph. I think of him. He should have known better. Raised in all the right ways. Grandpa's a preacher. Daddy's a preacher. Mom and Grandma and all their kinfolk know nothing but God. They put their life in God day in and day out. Yet he says in his mind that there must not be a God. If there's a God, then why is this this way? Or why is that that way? Instead of just saying, I know there's a God. Because he will not activate the faith it takes to say, "God save me." Now I don't know why it's heartbreaking. It's it's it seems difficult, but let me just let me just give you this, Val. It ain't difficult. It's not difficult for God. Amen. Yeah. yeah. But I'm gonna tell you that the preaching of the gospel will break it. That one day. God will come to Joseph. You see, we all know without the Holy Ghost and conviction from God that trying to get right with God is a waste of time. But it doesn't give us an excuse to live for the devil. Amen. It doesn't give us yeah. an excuse to throw off good yeah. counsel and good upbringing. It doesn't give us an excuse to live like hell. Yep, amen. And for that, simple counsel should be taken heed of. The Bible says that filthy communication corrupteth good manners. I have no doubt that Joseph has good manners. I ain't come to preach about Joseph, but I'm just doing what the Lord lays on my heart. Amen. There's a bunch of people out there. I'm telling you what, all they need is the gospel preached to them. Amen. i, I uh was in the jail the other night and had a boy in there uh, trying to tell me after... He said, You don't understand my circumstances. I said, But God does. And he kept telling me all of his problems. I said, But God understands. Uh, What you don't understand is He died for you anyway. I don't care if your mom and dad... uh, Died when he was 14. I don't care if you've made all these decisions and you still don't want to serve God. I don't care about any of those things. Neither does God. But He wants you to be saved. Yeah. True. People go on establishing their own righteousness day in and day out. And yet they say they're, they're wise. What are they gaining? What can you possibly gain in this world that even compares to what God has done for us? How good is God? He is great. He comes and He saves the wretched. He takes people like the amazing grace author. What was his name? Huh? John Newton saves a man like that, Pens one song. Maybe he penned many. And yet, hundreds of years later, people are rejoicing and praising God who saved a wretch like me. Amen. And, And it's not about John Newton. It's about the cross that Jesus Christ died on. That the sinless, spotless Lamb of God that went to the cross to save Sinners. I bet he felt like the chief. I mean, Paul said he was the chief, but Paul, I know he he had a few Christians locked up. He was responsible for tearing a few apart, right? Old John Newton tore colonies apart. He tore complete townships apart. They went in there with with guns and swords and, 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 and money and prestige and crowds and did all these things, yet John found that God's grace was sufficient, that the preaching of the cross got a hold of him one day in such a way that he turned from being this wretched man to a man of God that didn't want to do anything but give God praise for the rest of his life. That's good stuff. Amen. That's that's what the gospel can do. That's what it does. Don't don't ever give up on preaching the gospel. Don't ever give up. Yeah, you say, well, I'm not a preacher. Yes, you are. If you've been saved, bless God. You're the temple of God and the same fire. uh, Remember that God is a consuming fire. Amen. He's not just some uh, laxy-daisy presence and power in the world. He is God Almighty. Amen. Your testimony needs to be told. What God's done for you. Needs to be told. Uh, what God is going to do needs to be told. You see, the gospel just doesn't end at the resurrection of Jesus. It ends at the end of this book called Revelation. Amen. It, we have the beginning. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. He said that I am all in all. And if all in all is living inside of you, then you're only thing to do is preach the gospel and not be ashamed of it maybe that's the point of everything that's going on here tonight is if you're ashamed of him he said I'll be ashamed of you and in your day-to-day passing. Amen. In your in your day as you go out through your life. And you're doing whatever it is you do. And you have a fleeting moment where you think you're forsaken. Uh, you're just believing a lie. Because He has never for- uh, Take God's Word into you. Uh, day in and day out. And trust in it. And believe that He's with you. Uh, you've yet to suffer unto blood for your faith I shared that with that boy I said look man I said you need to look at Jesus you're looking at your past you're looking at your history I said, but I, what I want you to have is a new future. Uh, God can write you a new future. I said, it, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I asked that boy, I said, what's an author do? I said, he pins down a new story and God wants to pin down a new story for you. Amen. He's got the pen. He's got the ink. He's got the paper. He's able to write out a new ending for your life. One that you ain't even thought about. But it it's up to us, amen, to let the author and the finisher of our faith have his way with us on an everyday-to-day basis and to press into him and believe his word and to preach it and to live it and to share his love. Yeah. Because if they don't, they're going to end up just like Abihu and Nadab, they're going to end up dead. They're going to end up with the fire of God. You see, when the fire of God comes to you, you're in trouble. It's the wrong fire. Amen. Uh, The fire that you have is the right fire if you're born again. Amen. It will penetrate those who don't even understand you. Amen. It will be just like it was in the book of Acts. Peter and John and disciples, when they spake, it said that every man heard in his own language. And they understood what it was that God wanted them to know. And what was it? That they must be saved. And the gospel went forth that day. Amen. And the Bible says 3,000 were added to the church. Is God any different today? Did he not say, "I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever"? Has he changed? Has he has he turned his power down, or or are you just quenching the spirit? Every opportunity he gives you. All right, you know what that word quench means. It, it two places we see that word quench it means to extinguish to put it out it says that when in the book of Ephesians when you look at that you might be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil it means to extinguish them they no longer have power to burn you they no longer have power to hurt you amen but it also says don't quench the Holy Spirit amen and when you quench the Spirit bless God what you've done is you've turned it off amen you have just stopped it. You say, but I thought God was all... Yeah, He'll do it with you and He'll do it without you. But I want you to be with Him. Amen? I want you to... Of it. There's a lot of people going out establishing their own ways. They're trying to prove their own faith. Hey, Amen. I know that Abihu and, and Nadab had good intentions, but good intentions ain't going to get the job done. You got to do it God's way. Amen. Jesus is the only way. He said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me." Uh, he is. He said, "A path that leads to everlasting life is a narrow path." He said, "Few there be there on, for most of them's on the wide gate and on the wide road, and they're walking the wide way, and they're going the way that everybody's going." Amen. Everybody's doing it. Must be popular. Amen. Oh, this church has tens of thousands. But I'm going to tell you what, if they ain't having souls saved, if revival ain't broke out in them every time they meet in the name of Jesus Christ, there's something missing, amen. You can tell me you love God and then not serve Him, not read His Word, not pray, not act right, not live right, and I'll call you a liar, amen. I'll tell you you, ain't, you, you don't serve God, you don't know God, you're on the wide road, amen. You're on the road that, that leads to everlasting destruction. You're not on the road that leads to life everlasting. And it ain't up to me to get you on that road. But if I can tell you that if you just come to Jesus and let Him have His way with you, that He'll get you on the right road. Amen. He'll open up your heart of understanding to a place that you never could hear before like it was in the book of Acts. Then uh, All of a sudden, you'll be able to hear with your own ear the things. That's that's what they said to the woman that Jesus came to and says, and the the man you're with is not your own. Uh, She went down there and said, come see a man. Told me all things I ever knew. They said, we won't hear them. We'll hear them for ourselves. Amen. That's what people need. They need to hear them for themselves. Amen. They need to know that God loves them and that God cares for them and that God died for them. That's what I tried to tell that boy in the jail. I said, oh, he did it for you, sir. He did it just for you. He was thinking just for you when he was on the cross. I said, do you get that? I said, God did it for you at the death and the burial of the only begotten Son of God. What's for you, sir? Oh, will, he, will he save you? Yeah. So we preach Christ and we can't be ashamed of him. Amen. Get us song. The wrong fire and the wrong motives and the wrong ways won't do anything but mess you up and everybody else in your life. But believing in Jesus and coming to Him the right way and the only way to come to God is through Christ. It's not by uh, any other thing, any other influence, any work that you can do, but it's all by His grace It's not earned, it's given, it's received, it's not earned. It's by His goodness that we walk with God and even have a relationship with God. It's amazing that I can even talk to Him, but because of His Son, Jesus, I not only can talk to Him, but when I uh, come before Him, I have His attention and He cares for what I'm saying and He's going to help me. Bless God, that don't, that don't come by coming with a mediocre faith. That comes with uh, knowing that when you pray, that not only will God help you, but He's probably going to do something. Amen. Amen? As we sing tonight, stand to your feet. We still got Mark, Chris, family up here to pray for. Don't forget them. I know, I know the grandchildren ask prayer for them, and that's all well and good. But I'm just going to remind you too, amen. Pray one for another. If you need the Lord for anything tonight, anything whatsoever, remember that He is a consuming fire and that fire is the Holy Spirit. And that fire uh, is inside of you if you're saved, and if it isn't, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And God's dealing with you tonight. Won't you come and ask Him for that uh, consuming fire? Uh, that fire that when John the Revelator seen him in the book of Revelation, yeah, any normal person would have been consumed, but He was blessed by Him. Amen. God will bless you tonight. If you if you need Him for any reason, you can come tonight. The gospel is the power of salvation to all men. It's nothing else.